In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In our uh, readings for today, there is a really remarkable contrast that shows up as you go through the reading. Something very unexpected happens as you finally get to the gospel reading. And what I mean is this, is that in the... Excuse me. In the first reading from Malachi, it starts out, it's, very, it's this very fearful, terrifying thing that the prophet is prophesying at the, end of, at the end of the Old Testament. He's talking about a day that is coming that is burning like an oven, that will, that will turn all evil to ashes, that will be a judgment and a separation in the world, and that will be a terrifying and, and, and horrifying day for those who are not ready. And then in the psalm, it talks about that we should be opening the mighty gates to the city and letting in the conquering king who is strong in battle and who has come, he is coming to us victorious. And then in St. Paul's letter to the Romans here, St. Paul gets very stern and he says, you know, salvation, your salvation, your final salvation is closer now to you at this time this year than it was at this time last year. This is that passage of the Bible that gets more and more true every time you read it. Okay, it says, it says, your salvation is closer now than when you first came to faith, and therefore, therefore, you should, you know, pay your debts and get your moral life in order, and you should quit the porn, and you should stop your silly arguments, and you should stop thinking that addiction to petty arguments is any less damnable than addiction to porn, and you should repent, and you should review the commandments, and you should be getting ready. And there's all of this stuff in these readings. It's about this terrifying, stern, majestic, wonderful day when the king comes, and then, and then, in the gospel reading, when the day comes, When the king comes, he asks, can I borrow your donkey? Hmm? And actually, of course, he doesn't actually ask, but he doesn't steal your donkey either, does he? He comes and he comes to take what is yours and he comes to take what belongs to us and to graciously include it and use it in his kingdom, knowing that if he asks, you will gladly give it. I mean, that's kind of what happens in the, in the gospel story, right? Jesus tells two of his disciples, he says, we're going to come to Jerusalem, and I want you to go into the village, and I want you to get me that donkey. And I mean, you know, you can imagine the people. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus is prepared is preparing his disciples. What do you say if when you're going up and you start untying somebody else's donkey, the guy comes out the front door saying, what are you doing taking, out, taking my donkey? Hmm? I mean, it's like if you're sitting on your front porch or you're sitting in your living room, you know, enjoying a Sunday afternoon, and suddenly somebody walks up your driveway and gets in your car and drives off with it. You would wonder what it is that <laughs> what is going on. And Jesus says, when that happens, all you have to say is, the Lord needs it. And whoever's donkey it happens to be, he will gladly give it to you. So he comes asking for your donkey. And he comes not stealing your donkey, but knowing that when he asks for it, 
you will gladly give it to him. And what does it mean? I mean, what does this mean that the Lord asks for a donkey? Well, it, it means a lot of things, but it means that he, though he is God, and though he is king over all, and though your donkey is his creation, he is choosing instead... He is choosing instead in his work of redemption to rely on the generosity and the goodwill of his neighbors. He is choosing instead to rely on the goodwill of other human beings because what does it mean to be human other than to every once in a while need to get by with a little help from your friends? Hmm? That's sort of what it means. A big part of being human is we need help. We need, uh, we need to be able to count on other people once in a while. And Jesus is determined to accomplish your salvation as a human being. So he comes into this world as a human being, determined to rely on other human beings as a human being. It also means this Jesus asking to borrow your donkey. It also means that the kinds of works and the kinds of works of love and the actions of faith that he is expecting of us, that he is looking to us for, the kinds of service that he expects as our king is really extraordinarily ordinary. Hmm? Because borrowing someone's donkey is the equivalent of borrowing somebody's car. And, you know, when you borrow a car or when a car is borrowed from you, I mean, the thing about it is it's not really the, it's not really the expense of it, right? Because, I mean, most of us at least one point in our lives have, have, have owned a car where, you know, if our roommate totaled it, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, right? I mean, we've... Losing a car, it's not... So the wise men brought to Jesus gold and frankincense and myrrh. And each one of those things was enough to buy like 10 donkeys, okay? The, the, the issue is not the expense. Losing a donkey is annoying but not a catastrophe. But the point is, is that it actually is an inconvenience. Jesus is not asking these people for something that is life-changing. He's, he's not asking for them to give him, to donate to him an entire year's wages. He's simply asking for something that is just a little bit inconvenient, like you may have had plans for this donkey this afternoon, but you will have to change those plans because today, this afternoon, the Lord needs it. And it's that when Jesus is using your donkey, you can't. And that is when you actually think about that, when you take that in, and when you put yourself in the position of those people who are donating their donkey to Jesus for the afternoon, and when we, because that's the point of it, is that we put ourselves in their position. It is actually asking quite a lot, isn't it? Because if he's using your donkey for his purposes, you can't use your donkey for yours. If he is using 
the extraordinarily ordinary things of your life if he is using your career, if he is using your job or your marriage, if he is using your family or your money or your time, if he is using your energy or your attention for his purposes, then you can't use them for your own. We are all, we are fathers and mothers, and we are sons and daughters, and we are brothers and sisters, and we are farmers and employees, and we are retirees, and we are citizens, and I almost said some of were jackasses, but but we are these ordinary things, and he is not asking us to be more than that. He is not asking us all for gold and frankincense and myrrh, but he is asking for that extraordinarily ordinary thing, that regular everyday inconvenience that you would serve him with your life, not with gold or silver, but with your donkey, with, your, with the ordinary tools and ordinary things of life. And that also means that we should expect and seek no other purpose in this life, no higher goal in this life than to let the Lord borrow our donkey. That is, that to let the Lord use the ordinary things of our life, the ordinary tools of our trade, the ordinary energy that we spend in our relationships and in our life, we should expect nothing higher and better than to let the Lord use that and let that be our service to him because that is the greatest honor for our Lord did come into our flesh to take on what belongs to us and to use it to save us and there is a promise there when Jesus tells those people to go and get that donkey and bring it to me the promise is is that Jesus the Lord actually does want to use your life he actually looks at your life your place wherever you are right now and i mean wherever you are and says that is something that i can use for myself for my kingdom to further my mission and to make the world a better place and to bring the light of the gospel into the world and to uphold the world and to hold it all together until I come at the end to redeem it all. Your life is actually something that he can use. And that means that the ordinary things of life, the ordinary inconveniences, changing diapers, that is a good work that is well-pleasing to God and is probably more valuable to Christ and his kingdom than taking long pilgrimages to holy sites in the Middle East or in Wittenberg or in Germany or, you know, that this actually is a good work. Those kinds of little things, that is what he means. Can I borrow your donkey? Will you take care of this helpless one? Will you make sure that she is cleaned and fed? And if you do that, that will be enough. That will hold the world together enough that it will be that uh, until I come to make all things new. 
That means, and that also means that the ins and outs of our lives, the little works that we do, the little sufferings that we endure, the little acts of love that no one sees, okay? I, and I know we all do them. We all do things for other people that go unappreciated, that go missed. They are actually seen and are very valuable to Jesus. The people who lent Jesus their donkey in this story are not named. We don't know who they are. It doesn't even tell us the names of the disciples that went and got the donkey. And it doesn't matter. Jesus knew who they were. And Jesus gratefully, uh, graciously received their offering of and their thanks, their offering of thanksgiving, their sacrifice. He actually cares. He actually sees it when you lend your car, to, and it's annoying and it's irritating and it's inconvenient, when you lend something to somebody else and you do it and you just let them have it, and he actually sees it and he actually cares about it. And those are actually the things that he cares about the most. The psalm says that the king of glory is coming. The psalm says that we should open the doors to our world. We should open the doors to our heart as he is getting ready to come in to our lives. And the prophet Malachi reminds us that when he comes, it will be, it will be a fearful day for the foes of Christ. And yet it will be a joyful and uh, fulfilling and day for those who have loved and longed for his coming. And all of that is coming. But for now, for now in this moment, the Lord asking for your donkey means that there is no life at this moment that is beyond redemption. There is, this is a gracious, open-ended invitation to all human beings regardless of your circumstances, regardless of your age, regardless of, you know, whatever, however you may think you have ruined or wrecked your life, regardless of your regrets, regardless of the way that others have caused you to waste your life, hmm? still he is coming and he is asking now, your donkey is something that I want. Can I borrow it? And in light of this, there are no ruined lives. And there are no wasted lives. And there is no life and there is no person that cannot be redeemed and brought in to his service. Because now it means that he is humbling himself. And he is entering into the conditions of our lives. Like I said, being a human means we need to rely on our neighbors from time to time. And here he is, a human being like us, coming to us, asking for our help. In order to redeem us humans, he became what we are, a human being who must rely on other humans. He has come down to our level. That's the glory of Christmas. That he who is high and mighty and exalted is coming to us and coming down to us on our level, asking, meeting us at our level and asking us to borrow our cars and our attention and our money 
and our lives and our donkeys. Just like we have to ask, and we, you know, we know it's inconvenient when we have to do it. We feel a little awkward about doing it. It's awkward to ask somebody to borrow something, right? But we still have to do it. We have to make demands on other people's time and talents and treasure and energy and attention and emotion to get through the day. To be human means inconveniencing other people, asking for help. And so our Lord, to redeem us, to take upon us, to take upon himself our brokenness, our fallenness, our sin, your guilt, my shame, our, our common death, in order to take all of that upon himself has become what we are. A human being relying on other human beings, asking other human beings for help, asking you, coming down into this very depleted level of our life, asking to borrow something from you. But he is asking to borrow your life, not so that he can spend it, not so that he can waste it, but he's asking to borrow your life that by his life he might take our extraordinarily ordinary lives and raise these lives up and seat them in the coming day with the saints and the angels in the kingdom that is to come. In Jesus' name, amen.